I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. back folks welcome back to resource real talk about louisville real estate i'm your host jay pitts broker owner at remax premier properties here from the new office episode two quite excited getting used to seth and i getting used to the new studio if you will which is code for my office but you know hey uh what better place what more comfortable a place to come to you weekly with the best that we've got to give in terms of advice about the Louisville real estate market for real estate agents and our audience. I know we've got some consumers that listen on iTunes. Thank you again, uh, or wherever you podcast from. Definitely appreciate you. Um, and, and I think I've got a good one for, the, for today. You know, Seth and I, we joke quite often. Uh, I don't always know exactly what I'm going to talk about on Wednesdays when I walk in the doors over here, but it always becomes apparent very quickly. And uh, some some episodes are quite rehearsed are quite prepared for I don't know if that's the way to put it I prepare quite a bit for some and others it's just kind of like whatever I'm feeling that day um and, and today's one of those days so I'm, I'm excited though because this is something that I find myself talking about quite often and truthfully I had the best I, I told Seth this also I had the best idea for a podcast episode a day a, a day or so ago when I was working out but I was about 10 minutes in to a 45 minute workout I, I said you don't worry don't stop don't write it down you'll never forget this and sure enough I forgot it so this is not that idea I'll cert be certain to notify you when uh, when I recall the idea for the great episode that I had as I was working out the other day, but uh, this isn't it, but this is going to be a good one. So today, I'm going to get into th what I'm calling the three 50-50s, okay? And that'll make a little, more sense, a little more sense here in just a moment, but the three 50-50s of an ideal real estate business practice, um, what have you, whatever you want to refer to it as your practice or your business, I, I would submit to both. It is very much a business that you own. It is very much a practice the way an attorney has a law practice. But the 350-50s, and they're incredibly important to understand uh, and, and internalize and really consider, especially this time of year, where we're closing in on the end of Q4 2020, craziest year on record that most of us remember, um, and probably, you know, around second week of March, you're... Your 2020 goals got thrown like a, a, like a 94 mile an hour slider on the on the black edge of the outside corner of the plate for my baseball players out there. You got thrown a 94 mile an hour slider, and your goals were completely destroyed. Caught looking, didn't know what to do, and had to regroup over the following you know six, eight, twelve weeks, depending on where you are in the country. But here in Louisville, we recovered very quickly, and it became pretty obvious that our real estate market would be healthy. Regardless, it wasn't the year that you thought you were going to have. So right now you're probably contemplating whether 2021 is going to be a reset of 2020 goals, 
whether it's going to be, you know, because you've had an amazing year, despite all the challenge you've had, the best year you've ever had. I know certainly some folks, um, some folks out there listening are in that position. A young lady that I'm going to have a conversation with later today certainly has had that best year ever, unexpectedly so even, based on the, the conditions that we were dealt. Are you going to amplify those goals? Are you going to, you know, reset 2020? Are you going to, you know, take a step back because you've learned that, you know, maybe life isn't all about one more sale? Um, but, but regardless of where you stand, this is the time of year where we reflect and where we project what next year is going to be. Okay, so I think it's important to stand back and take a look at these three 50-50s, okay? Let's go, let's go into number one. Probably won't be a long episode today, but, but impactful nonetheless. The three 50-50s, number one, your business, if it is ideal, okay, ideal for harmony with your personal life, ideal for growth at a measured pace that you choose, ideal for managing stress and being able to deliver great levels of service. That's what ideal looks like to me. So first, I guess we should define that. Um, and and that's, what, that's the definition I would put on it. But if your business is ideal, your business will be 50% hunting and 50% farming. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Okay, 50% hunting. Okay, that's going out and finding income on a daily basis making your activities produce revenue. You're showing homes, prospecting, following up on leads, converting showing appointments, giving presentations, selling, negotiating, selling homes. Tends to be mostly on the buying side, okay? Buy side, 50%. Versus farming. You need to be marketing. You need to be strategizing. You need to be assessing the market. You need to be projecting success one way or the other. You need to be looking at the things that you can set up and allow the market to come to you. That's farming. Okay, hunting, you go out, you know, in the woods and you find dinner for tonight. Farming, you plant the seed, you nurture it. You let it grow, you protect it, you harvest it, you turn it into dinner six months from now, okay? So 50% hunting is your buy side of the business, okay? 50% farming is your list side of the business. You're nurturing the, the activities you put forth today on referring contractors, producing a monthly newsletter, doing Facebook Live videos, referring contractors out. I may have already said that. The things you do to support your past clients or your network of individuals that work with you, that is important, okay, for you to do that today, okay, in hopes of achieving an, an amount of income that you desire six months from today. Those listings, they take months, if not years, to nurture before they come to market, become marketed for sale, and generate revenue for you to put food on the table for your family. 50% list side versus 50% buy side, which would also translate to 50% effort 
on buy side transactions and 50% effort on list side transactions at all times throughout your career. That's the first 50-50. Number two, 50% of your business should be sphere of influence related, repeat, referral clients in terms of the source, and 50% should be new additions to your network. Now, let's focus on, and I will say that this is probably colored, this ratio that I'm I'm giving you because there's there's very successful agents out there that are 100 on the former and zero on the latter. They care nothing to add to their database of clients. More appropriate for a 30-year veteran, maybe 80-20 or 90-10. But the majority of our audience, you know, myself included as a member of this network, are people in growth mode. Okay, now my business looks a little different today than it did Five years ago, today, I help our agents add to their sphere of influence. I provide them with a platform. I provide them with a message. I provide them with tools and resources and the confidence, hopefully, to invest into their sphere of influence so that that segment of their business grows. But in the early years, new additions comprise a much greater percentage. So what you guys understand is that this is not a destination that I'm talking about. This is a process. You're going to probably start off in this business as 100% new addition, okay, 0% sphere of influence, referrals, and repeat clients. And you're going to slowly move that, move that dial. First to 10, you know, 10% sphere, then 20, then 30, then 40, hopefully arriving at 50. And then what's going to happen is your objective is going to completely flip at that point. And it is going to be your job to resist the urge to stunt your growth by allowing your business to be 60, 70, 80% sphere of influence. I have agents here in this office that are there they're resisting the urge to take their 50, 60 transactions a year from their network and allow that to be all their business is. Now, you can make a pretty good living that way. And if you determine that your work-life balance requires that you approach your business that way, then I will never argue. But if you tell me that you're in favor of growth, once you arrive at 50-50 and start to flip, flip the script and go to 60, 70, 80% sphere of influence and referral business, I'm going to tell you to resist that urge. And I'm going to show you a couple of ways that you can do that. The way you market is one of them. What support you have is another. How much support? How much leverage? Do you start a team? Do you lead a team? Do you not? Right now, the majority of my work is in leadership, whether it be employees or agents, agents on my team or independent agents or team leaders within my brokerage. That's the majority of my leverage, okay? So when you're in the beginning of your career, you're going to be a hamster on a wheel running as fast as you can, trying to balance the scale from 100% new addition to 50-50 split between new addition and existing clients referrals from existing clients, those sources. 
And then your objective completely switches to where you're going to need to resist the urge to give up on new additions altogether. Continue to grow. If you're green, you're growing. If you're not, you're dying. Don't be the one who wakes up one day and realizes that they're losing share of their clients rather than gaining by new additions. That takes me to number three. 50-50 ratio between traditional buyers and sellers list a home from your sphere, list a home from an internet lead, list a home um, from a referral from a friend, list a home for your brother or sister or sister-in-law or mom or dad or best friend or you know, the person that works at your kid's daycare. Traditional buyers and sellers, first-time buyers, move-up buyers, downsizing, list and buys, traditional business. 50% of that, 50% niche business. Niche business, N-I-C-H, niche. You could say niche, you can say niche. Maybe I'm fancy for saying niche. Seth, what do you think? Um, but 50% of your business should come from niche sources preferably niche sources that are what we call force multipliers, okay? A force multiplier is something that you earn the business once, but when you earn it, you earn multiple transactions, transaction sides over the, over the course of time. For example, a niche source would be investor clients, okay? A force multiplier niche client, client would be an investor, an investor who buys multiple rentals per year and has a goal of acquiring 20 over the course of five years. You earn the business once, you nurture the relationship, and you get 20 transaction sides from it over the course of five years. Okay? It doesn't take very many of these clients to put your business on a whole new trajectory. Builders would be another niche force multiplier. Bank foreclosures and REOs like I got started with are force multipliers and also niche business. What's another example? Expired listings potentially could be niche, not so much a force multiplier. Same thing with for sale by owners, not such a force multiplier. You're, you're, you're singing for your supper every appointment, okay? But niche business needs to make up 50%. Traditional buyers and sellers need to make up the other 50. Why is that? And why 50-50 on all three fronts that I've presented to you today? Why 50-50? And why are we focusing on creating our business rather than just letting it happen? Now, trust me, this business is simple, but not easy. You've heard me say that many times if you listen to this podcast. If you've been around me and real estate for any period of time, you'll hear me say simple, not easy. It is simple. If you just show up every day with, with nothing more than a plan to show up every day and work hard, you will likely be successful in this industry. You will likely be successful. But how much more successful can you be if you have a tactical plan 
that you execute ruthlessly on a daily basis. If you provide, okay, so, so I've just told you that consistency will create results, but what if it's ruthless consistency and ruthless execution and with, with applied pressure? Well, we all know the answer, okay? That's the difference between good and great, okay? So, so what I want to say to you is the reason that we balance our business, okay? You notice I'm not telling you to have five things that you devote 20% of your effort to equally, okay? If you want to divide your 50% of niche across two different segments, if you want to go after new construction and REOs or investors in new construction, I am proud of that. Go for it. But the point being is that we have a market that is ever evolving, ever evolving. It's different today than it was in 2004 when I got my license, when 2008, um, you know, the only listings that would sell were bank foreclosures and REOs. It's different than it was two years ago. It's different today than it was in March and April. It'll be different in January than it is today as we sit here on December 2nd, okay, about to close out this year. It, it is ever-evolving, and you are building a business that will support you in good times and bad. If you rely only on listings and, we, and 2008 happens, you're going to be out of luck. If you rely only on buyers, you're going to wear yourself out. Ask anyone who had 10 buyers in the pipeline in May or June of this year in the $300,000 price range where they were fighting 15 competing offers on every decent listing that hit the market. You know who didn't wear themselves out? The listing agent. Yeah, they had to process 15 offers, but there were really only two or three that were viable. The other 12 had no shot. They didn't have to show that person a house that was going to get 15 offers at five minutes notice, 45 minutes away with a client that doesn't do electronic signatures. We've all been in that situation, guys. Okay? If you rely only on farming, you're making yourself susceptible to a bad market. If you rely only on hunting, you're going to wear yourself out before your five years into the business and you're going to be one of the 97% that fail and not one of the 3% that succeed. If you rely only on internet leads and new additions to your database, you're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars in the marketplace to be served by another agent that's not as good as you. If you only rely on sphere of influence, you're giving up the opportunity to grow exponentially beyond by, by alerting new relationships, alerting people, building new relationships as to the value of your service. And also, emotionally, you're leaving yourself open to the kick in the stomach that is driving by your best friend's home to see another realtor sign in their front yard. If you leave yourself in a position where you only focus on traditional buyers and sellers, you're going to 
have the jealousy of watching your peers, your competitors list 150 REOs a year and make money and win awards when no one else is making money and winning awards. If you forego niche opportunities that you have the ability to develop skills and serve clients in a way that other agents resist because it's not comfortable, you're going to forego the opportunity to represent those clients when they transact traditional transactions. I've told this this story I don't know how many times. I showed a $700,000 house to a client. The listing agent was present. This client, the only reason I got the opportunity to show him a $700,000 house is I'd made him a lot of money on rental property. I happened to be at that moment, regardless of how accomplished I was in my career already, I only got the opportunity to show him that house because he knew I would be available. He knows 15 realtors that sell luxury real estate. He could have called any one of them. He didn't. He called me. But then he tells the listing agent in front of me that I'm just his rental agent. And I think he saw the look on my face when he did it. Neither here nor there. I didn't get offended. I mean, I was pissed, but I didn't get offended. Um, And I didn't walk away. And I didn't show him my frustration any more than just the knee-jerk reaction on my face. But I quickly got it together. And I moved forward with the showing. And my, my being pissed off gave me the motivation to show him that he would be stupid. And he would have been for working with anyone else. And I ended up selling him a $600,000 teardown that he built a $3 million property, her house on the property. Now, what sort of, what sort of competition would I have had for a $3 million buyer If I would have tried to go about procuring that client the way every other million-dollar listing agent in town would, I'd had a lot of competition. And people with better resumes, frankly, because that's all they do. It's not what I do. When I pick berries, I pick them all, large and small. So my point here is my niche skill got me an audience that I would would not have gotten otherwise. And it ultimately transacted a $600,000 you know, $18,000 commission that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. It's got me countless referrals at traditional business, mind you, those of which $3 million buyers refer pretty valuable referrals. Um, and it's gotten me more investor business. That's the thing about investors. I, I really like, there's a, there's a new age of investing now, okay? A lot of young people are taking... Um, taking interest in that that's not the subject of this episode so we won't go down that 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 rabbit hole but I can tell you this without one shred of doubt anyone with money is an investor if you show them how you can take theirs and make them more anyone with money appreciates measured risk that turns into more money And the difference is you. It's not the property. It's not the client. Okay? I guarantee you anyone watching this knows someone with the ability to invest in real estate because they have a net worth sufficient to allow them to. 
If you know how to show them how to make money, that's a niche that will be profitable for you. And it will gain you opportunities at other things. What do you think builders, a builder that builds $500,000 houses, what kind of home do you think they live in? I'd say a pretty nice one. Do you think they sell them very often? I think they probably do. It's actually a thing. Buying the builder's home is a thing. People brag when they get to buy the builder's home because they know the builder builds his home or her home better than every other home they build. So niche markets produce traditional business. I'm going to let it sink in. The uncomfortable silence is going to sink in on you for a second. So in retrospect, in review, the 350-50s of an ideal real estate business, don't just hunt and don't just farm. you got to do both. List sides, buy sides, 50-50. You'll, say, you'll hear experienced agents say the lister don't last. That's true. And, yes, they're going to trend. And maybe, maybe their right size is 70-30, but you'll never go away from hunting. Don't ever get rusty at hunting. There will come a day when you have to do it again. Number two, 50% sphere, referral, repeat, 50% new addition. Internet leads are a great source if you can afford them. Um, they're getting more expensive, by the way, a lot more expensive for the ones. Um, the ones that don't convert are, are incredibly inexpensive, and the ones that convert are the exact opposite. They're very, very expensive and getting more so. Lastly, 50% niche, 50% traditional. I hope this helps because we should be in goal-setting mode. We should be in planning mode. We should be in projection mode for 2021. And like I said, whether you're just simply resetting or you're amplifying your goals based on 2020 being the best year you've ever had, these three segments, these three maxims, these three ratios, the 350-50s are something that should be top of mind for you. That's all I got for today. I appreciate you as always. I will ask a favor. Um, you know, we do this free of charge. We put it out. We spend a substantial amount of time and energy and effort delivering this information to you. If you could compensate us in return by wherever you podcast, please click subscribe. Give us a five-star review. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to ask for a five-star review. If you're going to leave a four-star, don't bother. I'm just kidding. I'll take a four-star. But I'd rather have a five-star. I hope we're worth it. I hope you find us worth it. Um, you know, and once again, if you're not a member of our private Facebook channel, uh, Facebook group, I guess you could say, shoot me a message. You can find me. You know where to find me all over social. Um, you can find us on Instagram Reels. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on uh, the Facebook group. We have a Facebook page for Resource Real Talk about real estate. Um, we do this for you. We want to know what you think. We would love your feedback. If you think I'm terrible at this, please tell me. I'll get better. Um, but I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing okay. I, ho I hope so anyway. Um, but yes, please just give us a quick subscribe wherever you podcast. We should be on you know, any of the platforms that you prefer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, for Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. I'm Jay Pitts. We'll see you soon.